Hey, sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tamiami. I'm a 57-year-old sports fan who always said, since I never played sports professionally, then let's talk about it. I am born and raised in New York City. I played organized basketball for several well-known teams in the mid-70s and early 80s, such as the legendary home call Rucker Tournament, Mill Bank, Stone Gym and Riverside Church, LaGuardia House, and my all-time favorite, Each One Teach One. Having sports in my life at an early age always kept me out of trouble. If I wasn't playing basketball, I was either playing football or baseball. Hey, sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tamiami, where my opinions, views, and facts will cover the hottest, the latest, and the past sports events. Welcome once again. As always, I'd like to continue to thank everyone who has liked and subscribed to my podcast. And if this is your first time, please do the same. As always, before I even get into today's topic, I must talk about one of the latest topics that just took place this Sunday past. Now, the headlines went like this. Three dead, two injured in University of Virginia campus shooting. That was the headline Sunday. And when I saw that, like everyone else, I says, damn, another shooting. And then I said, you know what? When I found out who was shot, then I said, man, sports can never get a break. Sports is always taking it in the gut. I'm saying these three young men, Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry, we would never get a chance to see them in the NFL and talk about them during the football season. We won't ever get that chance. Um, I, I I feel so so sorry. So I'm 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 just for the families, man. I'm just I I I can't even imagine what they're going through. I cannot imagine what they're going through. I'm very glad that the other two who did get shot, um, they expected to live. So that's 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 some good news right there. But listen, those three men. I have to give a moment of silence, at least 10 seconds of silence. Listen, when they are laid to rest, I hope their souls can go at peace. I truly, truly, truly feel that way. I'm just looking at the headlines today and, 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 and getting more information like everyone else. My heart is just, my God, my heart just, I just feel for the families. Listen, I'm going to move on with today's topic. Today's topic is Mr. Dion Sanders. Yes, you heard me. Mr. Dion Sanders. Now, there's two reasons. I was always going to do a show on Deion Sanders. But there's two reasons why I'm doing this show now regarding Mr. Deion Sanders. And I want to start with the second reason first. Listen, the cornerback position 
status in the NFL. For those who don't know what the cornerback is, I know it. You know, I always got to give that NFL 101 to my to to my fan base who don't know certain positions in sports. The cornerback position job is to stick and stay with that wide receiver, prevent that wide receiver from catching that ball from the quarterback. That's what the cornerback does. So you just got the NFL one-on-one on quarterback. Moving on. The cornerback position. This man, Deion Sanders, mastered. This man, Deion Sanders, listen. When he was with the NFL Network a few years back, he had those young NFL cornerbacks taking pride with that position. I mean, every show I watched after a game was over and it went back to the NFL Network and he interviewed cornerbacks who did a great job that game. Listen, the pride they had. From then up until the present 2022 season, I'm seeing more and more cornerbacks take pride of that position. Now, that's a hard position because you are expected, number one, to guard and stick and stay with the best wide receiver that other opponent has. And then the other wide receivers. Cornerbacks, to me, I'm going to be honest. Cornerbacks, to me, is the reason why tight ends are the new wide receivers because a wide receiver is only good and he is only useful if he can get separation. If he can't, excuse me, if he can't get separation from that cornerback, then that wide receiver is not useful. So those cornerbacks has been doing the damn thing. And, and I just truly believe the respect that cornerbacks have for Deion Sanders because he mastered that position is the reason why the cornerback position is, uh, is doing the damn thing. I, I, listen, I can go on and on with that cornerback position. Now, Deion Sanders is one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time. I don't think no one disputes that. Prime time is what they call him. Prime time was assigned every Sunday or a Monday night game to stick and stay on the best wide receiver that opponent had. Now, <laughs> listen, Dion played the game. He played in the NFL for 14 years. He also played offense, but I'm not even talking about what he did on the offense. It's all about what this man done on the defensive end as a cornerback. This is what I'm talking about. Listen, <laughs> his highlights, primetime highlights and awards go like this. 
two-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah, with those Dallas Cowboys. Then he was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1994. Now, I want you guys to think about that. To get that award, don't matter the year, for that position, that means a few things. And I'm going to say it real quick. That means he was shutting down the best wide receivers, whereas that offense for the opponent team, if they didn't have a running game, listen, Nine out of ten, they lost if they were depending on that wide, that best wide receiver. Nine of ten, nine out of ten, they lost the game. You gambled as a quarterback back then if you threw the ball to your best wide receiver and Deion Sanders was guarding him. You gambled. You gambled. No matter how great that wide receiver was, if you was throwing the ball Deion Sanders' way, that was a 50-50 that your wide receiver would either catch it or it was getting intercepted. And it just was just like that. Moving on, eight-time Pro Bowler appearance. My man was in the All-Star game for eight times. NFL 1990s All-Decade Team. Now, I've been doing Decade Series. Yes, this man for a whole decade in the 90s, he ruled that position. That cornerback position. Moving on, he had 54 interceptions in his career. <laughs> Those numbers are not nothing to, to, to say, oh, that's nothing. Are, are you kidding me? With 54 interceptions, he had 1,331 interception yards, which means once he intercepted it, my man either scored Oh, he got to that red zone, but he was doing the damn thing. And the last is the Hall of Fame class of 2011. Trust me, there are many more highlights and awards that this man has. Now, I want to talk about my number one reason for doing this Deion Sanders show now. And that is... Deion's been the head coach for Jackson State since 2020. His Hall of Fame and celebrity status has put a serious spotlight on only one out of the 21 HBCU schools that has a football program. I want to stop right there. I want you guys to marinate on that just for a second. Now, no, no disrespect to Eddie George, who was a Hall of Famer himself. He's with Tennessee State. No disrespect for the other HBCU schools. But listen, since Dion has become, excuse me, has became, <laughs> become, because I'm a little hyped right now, since he has become the head coach for the Jackson State, the media, the ESPNs, the Stephen A. Smiths, 
Everybody's starting to watch the Jackson State. Now, this is where I'm getting at right now. Dion was able, because to the spotlight, he was able to get the number one high school football quarterback to come to Jackson State. And we all know who that is, Travis Hunter. Now, Definitely making the NFL. We all know that. Everyone knows that. So it's not even a, that's not even a question. But I believe since Dion recruited Travis Hunter, I believe that there's a serious high school football push to get the best players to come to those HBCU schools, okay? Now, that push is not focusing on any race because it doesn't even matter, okay? I'm bringing this up because the HBCUs and you got other conferences that don't get they shine the way the big universities get they shine. And I believe Mr. Deion Sanders has started something that he now has to be a fixture of Jackson State. He cannot leave Jackson State. He cannot leave Jackson State no matter the offer from any NFL team to become a head coach there. Because the minute he leaves Jackson State, Jackson State, along with the other HBCUs, will suffer for many years. The spotlight will go black. <laughs> it won't be no more light. It won't be no more light. So Deion Sanders, he must stick and stay where he's at. Keep recruiting. Keep Helping the other schools recruit, recruit, excuse me, the top ones, the twos, the threes, the fours, the fives, the six. I could go on and on. Again, it don't matter the color, the race. It don't matter. It should be an even playing field when it comes to football, basketball, baseball. It should be even across the board. We should be able to see Morehouse and, 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 and Howard University on ESPN on Saturday afternoons. With, come on, we should be able to do that. We should be able to see that. But I don't want to get too deep with it because <laughs> I just don't want to get too deep with it. Listen, he, Deion Sanders, is, 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 I believe, if he sticks and stays with those HBCU schools and he helps the other programs and he becomes uh, old and gray as a coach for Jackson State, listen, those HBCUs will benefit just like the big universities. I truly believe that. Now, the other day, 
I was listening to head coach Jim Mora from UConn. And he was on ESPN talking about the UConn Bowl because they now eligible because they were not in the UConn Bowl for a few years, right? Now they've been, in that few years, been like since 2015. So they're now playing in the UConn Bowl. He's smiling from head to toe, talking about the state of the art that UConn football program has, the state of the art facility that these players have. And I'm just looking at him. And, and, and I says, he's smiling because here's a man that has a job and he's working in a great environment. But this is what I truly believe. Every college football player across the country should have the same environment, period. I always said, there are many great players in each sport that we as fans never get a chance to see because the environment was not good. So, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me in my basement. Please continue to like and subscribe to my podcast. I appreciate you guys so much. As I always say, sports is what keeps this world from going insane, either in a pandemic or no pandemic. Until next time, take care.